A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Brooke Chapman. Thank you. What a welcome. It is delightful. That's my favorite little welcome that I, little song I sing every time. First thing we always do is look at your brand, sir. So I uh, Googled your name, Brooke Chapman, in Australia, and you come up number one. And you actually dominate fairly well that that entire brand, sir, which is uh, interesting because your name is uh, reasonably popular. Uh, So in Australia, even though there are multiple Brooke Chapmans, you still dominate. And then I looked in America, and of course, in America, you don't dominate at all. In fact, I think there is just one single photo of you. If we could show the next slide. There you go. Um, I, I couldn't... Are you in? Yeah, you're in the middle there, down there, the at the bottom, I in am. black and white. Yeah, yeah. So in America, you have a presence, but what I wanted to just point out here is not say Brooke Chapman, you're not famous in America. It was to say, depending on what country you're in and which, for which country you are relevant, the brand set will change drastically, and your presence may or may not be something to count on in different countries. Um, so interesting. And, yeah, I mean, I love this stuff. And we actually have a Facebook group. And if we could put up the next slide, we have an Ask Me Anything at the end of the month next week that we'll be announcing soon. Uh, join the Facebook group. Uh, it's a brand serpent knowledge panel support group where we help everybody with their knowledge panel and their brand support, their brand serp questions, sorry. And next week, we've got an Ask Me Anything where, for example, if Brooke were to turn up, she could ask me, how can I get more presents in America with my popular name perfect but you don't have to ask that question and you don't have to come to the ama that's actually (laughs) not a a necessity Um, and today in fact we're going to be talking about stop giving away strategy and turn it into a revenue stream which i love because i give strategy away all the time i mean the, the ama and the facebook group are two good examples of me just giving it away and are you going to tell me that i shouldn't or that i should do it more intelligently I'm I'm going to assist you with a framework where you can build it into a revenue stream. We still want to give it to clients, but we also want to make it worth our while and we want to make sure that it's something that's a part of our overall offer. So uh, we work with marketing agencies all over the world on that, so I can help you with it. Brilliant. Okay, absolutely. I mean, from my perspective, I I just love what I do. So if anybody asks me a question, I just answer. Um, And that perhaps isn't the best way to go about it. Um, I mean, you you were talking about nine boxes. Now, we're going to dig into the nine boxes. And because I've got no idea what the nine boxes are, because I purposefully didn't research it, you can explain the nine boxes as you would to a child. Great. Okay, I'll do that. Um, Starting from the very beginning, Jason, um, my co-directors and I of of 3by3 were all former chief marketing officers for large multinationals. And what... Yeah, and what we noticed is that that big end of town, those large enterprises, they've got strategy covered. They've got a CMO or a head of marketing Mm. uh, in their team looking after, you know, those real strategic foundations for the business and uh, directing traffic and making sure that all the agencies are doing what they need to be doing and managing the internal team. Mm. Small to medium businesses, so businesses turning over, you know, anywhere between sort of five and $100 million is, is usually who we work with. They typically don't have that. Um, no. They might have a marketing manager or a marketing coordinator. They've got a variety of agencies delivering their marketing tactics, but no one's looking after strategy. So we developed the nine boxes, which is um, a proven right. and repeatable framework for strategy. 
Oh, brilliant. And that's what we're going to dig into. And yeah. what I heard there was multiple agencies dealing with different aspects and nothing pulling it all together. Am I, am I hearing that correctly? Yeah, absolutely. And these agencies are brilliant in their fields, but if there's no one looking after the foundational marketing strategy that's tying marketing in the business to the broader business goals, it can all fall apart pretty quickly. So that's really where we come in and, and we fill that strategy gap. Um, and we oh. also work with marketing agencies all over the world to, um, that, to, to help them to deliver our product and, and really help them to deliver strategy and, uh, you know, create long-lasting relationships with their clients. Yeah, so kind of we have three situations, if I understand correctly, is agencies delivering solid strategic marketing, digital marketing strategies, oh, strategic strategies, which sounds silly, but uh, marketing, what would you call it, um, actions. They're doing the tactical and, delivery, yeah. And and how as companies we can, we can actually bring the different people together, be it agencies or employees, to work in a strategic manner with a direction. And I think Absolutely. most of us have that huge question is, I, I just keep thinking, oh, let's do that. That's a good idea. This is a good idea. And it's it's very haphazard and very, let's say, bitty. What would the, fragmented would be the right word. Yeah, absolutely. Fragmented is the perfect word. And you know, when we think about strategy, you really need to be able to bring together um, internally what's going on in the business, externally what's going on in the market, what's happening with your suppliers. You need to bring all of that together and create those strategic foundations. And there's a few key elements, which you know, I'm sure we'll get to, um, that make up those foundations. And, and if you don't have them, um, you're really playing in a tactical space and there's nothing right. driving it forward. Ooh, okay, right. So um, I'm going to move from tactical to strategic. You're going to explain to me how to do it. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to just show the sponsor's message, and then you will have 20 minutes to go through the nine boxes to get me from tactical to strategic. <laughs> 20 minutes, Brooke Chapman. While I'm doing the announcement, you can think about how you're going to do that. So if we could just have the... Um, Sponsors, you can join me every week on Caddy Cube Tuesdays, always on a Tuesday, as the name suggests, 5 p.m. C-E-E-T. Uh, produced, as always, in partnership with Wordlift. I was at their offices last week in Rome. Delightful people, delightful and very powerful tool for SEO and just announcing the Caddy Cube Academy with the online courses. I am currently finishing off the last couple of scripts for the Knowledge Panel course, which will be out in November. So everybody, anybody can learn to build, manage, improve, and enhance their knowledge panel on Google SERPs, and we just got a heart. Somebody is happy that I'm building that knowledge panel course. How delightful. So, Brooke, I'm a tactical kind of a person with CaliCube. I've got a fragmented digital marketing strategy. How do I move that from tactical to strategic with my eight-person team? Great. There's a couple of things that you need to look at. So if we're going from a tactical mindset to a strategic one, there's probably four key elements that you should be looking at first. The fir first of all, uh, your market position is absolutely critical. So yeah, there's these nine core areas of marketing and sales. Um, and 
position is box number one and it's the DNA of your business. It is the cornerstone of all of your marketing. If your internal and external position isn't absolutely aligned and everybody doesn't understand it with clarity, uh, it's really hard to get anything, any of the other boxes right. So we spend a lot of time reviewing and refining the position of a business. But can you, sorry, but my, my first question is, right, position, what does that mean? Is it my position vis-a-vis my audience, my position vis-a-vis my industry? Um, it, yeah, it's both of those things. So it, it is how your business is placed in your market. So um, how do you measure up compared to your competitors? How do your customers view you? Um, sometimes customers can view you differently to how you view yourself and there can be a real disconnect. So we spend a lot of time speaking to businesses and having these discussions because unfortunately position can really get skated over and we're not refining it, we're not making sure it's clear. And if we don't have that clear position, all of the messages that follow and all of the tactics that follow can be a little bit confused. Right. Okay. I have a huge problem then because I don't know my position because I kind of think, well, I can position myself there. I, I can be an ORM online reputation management agency i can be an seo agency i can be a pr agency because all of them fit into what we can actually offer so my messaging is very confused because i'm trying to communicate in all those three different uh from those three different positions do i have to just choose one or can i position myself no no No, you don't you can you can have multiple product lines but what is your overarching position? What is your mission? What is your vision and your values? What are you trying to achieve as a business? And we, we always try and get businesses to think outside the transaction. What's their higher purpose? Um, well, well, still- sorry, <laughs> can, can I just say something? Because I'll forget sure. it if I don't. And th- this is for the team so that you remember. CaliCube is all about getting your brand message right on Google the right way by educating it. That's your purpose. That's your position. And then you've got a range of products that support that position underneath that. Brilliant. Well, that's a good Great. start. Big, this, big tick. <laughs> big tick. Um, but sometimes it's we, we see with businesses that um, we, we have this tool where we plot them on a scale against their competitors in their market, and sometimes they're really surprised to see where they sit. And they're like, oh, no, we, we thought we were up here in, in this quadrant and, and we do things this way. But when you look at them on balance and you look at their unique selling points and you look at, you know, their messages to the market, their positioned somewhere quite different to what they thought. So, you know, we recommend that businesses review their position every two years um, and they're really honest with themselves. You've got to hold the mirror up and determine, you know, where you're sitting and also, you know, what do you want to be as a business? And, mm. and then we need to craft the position around that. Um, so that's number one. Um, right. The next one is that's critical in terms of setting strategic foundations is doing customer insights. Another one that a lot of SMBs miss. Um, so speaking to your customers outside of the day-to-day, doing research and finding out what their needs and requirements are. Do your products and services still match those needs? Um, what are the messages that are going to resonate with them? What do they need from you as a supplier? Um, it, so, so really having those conversations so that you are sure that you're on the right track. You're not just assuming that you're on the right track. Right. Yeah, okay. So box number two, getting that wrong as well, because what I've done is built courses and a SaaS platform and written a book because I think they're really interesting and useful. And at no point have I asked myself, 
what does what does the customer need so i'm trying to find the customers to fit the products i've created rather than creating products to fit my customers yeah and, and look probably what you'd find jason is that you'd go out to your customers and um they probably would want some of those products um but then there might be some other things that come up that might surprise you so it's always good to right. check in with your customers and yeah, when we do what, that i'm sorry no what what just occurred to me is i've created these products because i love them but if I, if I just went and talked to my customers now and said, what could be better? We can just adapt what we've got and build it into the customer experience because brilliant, wonderful. So step number yeah. two, I, I know what I need to do. Yeah, absolutely. And then when, when, you under, when you've done your customer insights, one of the critical pieces of work we can do from that research is mapping the customer journey. So mm-hmm. what are the moments that matter for your customers as they consider your products and as they're in that consideration phase. And when we know the moments that matter, we know what their hurdles and motivations are, what their research process looks like, then we can make sure that we design a channel mix that is present and you, you, you've got a fighting chance of, of being chosen uh, because you know where they, where they want to have the conversation and how they want to have the conversation. Um, yeah. So, you know, all of those, you know, position, customer insights, buyer's journey and um, the channel mix all work really closely together. And they're sort of the initial toolbox around flipping from tactical to strategic in a marketing sense. Right, bringing them all together so that they function in, in unison and that you have a unified message across your different channels. And mm-hmm. for, the, for the channel mix, isn't one of the hugest challenges resources in the sense that we want to do everything? Yeah, we see that all the time uh, with businesses. They want to have a presence everywhere or because or we've got to be on social and we've got to be here and we've got to be there. Um, and really, if you strip it back, um, you, you, you may not need to be everywhere. You may just need a couple of carefully selected channels that you're really effective in. Um, we see a lot of businesses spreading themselves very thin and being ineffective across a multitude of channels. Nice. Um, so, again, by, by doing the customer insights, you really understand where the customers are, and then you can be sure that you have some impactful channels as opposed to just every channel on a very small level. Right. Yeah, no, I'm so I'm smiling because we had a go at TikTok. Um, and as you said, we spread ourselves way too thinly um, and it made absolutely no impact and there was no point. We had Austin on who explained to me why we were doing it wrong. And when he explained what we should have been doing, I realized that we didn't have the means and the resources to do it. So we just stopped. And now we're focusing on the channels that we know work. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's these channels, you know, you know, as well as I do, Jason, pulling, putting together content, it takes a lot of Mm. time and money and and resource. So you, you do have to be selective. Um, You do need to have that high degree of confidence that when you go into a channel, it's going to work for you because you want to commit to it and you're, going to be making some investments so um, understanding the right channels for your customers and for your business is really critical right brilliant okay so we've got the basic four chunk that we need to get right yeah and for me i could just stop there why do i need five six seven eight and nine well well they're they're the four ways to go from tactical to strategic the nine boxes Uh which i'll talk about yeah so the nine boxes are what we call the nine core areas of marketing and sales that every business should be working on. So the reality is in in modern marketing, there are no silver bullets. It's a game of inches. Um, You know, we see a lot of businesses that are sort of waiting to 
discover their channel that makes them go viral and makes them a worldwide sensation and it, it doesn't exist marketing is about doing a collection of the right things well over a long period of time so yeah. the nine boxes um We've got, um, we've, we've split them into three sections. There's the find boxes, which are around position, box number one. Um, right. Also capability, so the people in your team, the processes and platforms that you have to help deliver your mm -hmm. marketing, the agencies you work with, your strategy and your budget. Um, so really the doing, the how. Um, and then channel is the other find box. Um, so again, we just talked about channel mix and how critical that is, how you engage your customers. Um, then we have the uh, convert boxes, which are around buyer's journey. So we just talked about mapping that buyer's journey and making sure you know the pathway to purchase. Also right. your communication. So every brand touch point, every part of the brand, um, and also starting conversations, which is how marketing and sales work together. What are their different accountabilities? How do they support one another? Yeah. Uh, and who is managing what stage of the customer journey? So it's a seamless experience for that customer. Right. And lastly, the convert boxes. So, sorry, the deliver boxes. So that's really around, um, firstly, your products and services. Is it what the market wants to buy? Are you innovating? Are you leading your space? Um, and then also around client management. So knowing who your good and bad customers are and filtering them in or out accordingly. Mm. And then lastly, client service. Uh, so again, commonly mistaken uh, as, as not a part of marketing, but you should always be marketing to your existing customers, increasing lifetime value right. and uh, making sure that you're serving them appropriately. So when we work across those nine boxes uh, systematically and we're always trying to improve them through our projects and our program of work, um, that's where we see really successful marketing over a long period of time rather than right. you know, it's not a campaign here or there. We need to work across all nine boxes to, to really get that sustained growth for any business. Right. I mean, because I, I, listening to it, I'm thinking, well, all of those nine boxes, I, I can tick them all, but I can tick them all uh, uh, tactically. Yeah. And bringing it together strategically seems to me to be very difficult unless I am the one person who decides everything. It is difficult and that's why we we spend a lot of time building this system because it marketing is incredibly broad, right? And it's also subjective. So we felt that if SMBs were going to have a chance at really being strategic, they needed to have a framework they could apply. So we we map out for you what the jobs are to be done. For, client, for the client management box, for example, what are the top six things you need to do to become fit for purpose? And it varies on the age and stage of your business. It varies mm. in the, the industry that you're engaged in. But, um, you know, you can work with, with one of our strategists or one of our accredited strategists in a marketing agency and they will assist a business to really, you know, get those jobs to be done completed. So, I mean, one approach for me as a, as a business owner, I mean, I, I've been looking at, the CaliCube team, and I'm incredibly impressed at how well they work, how well the processes all work. And one thing that I could do would be to take those nine boxes, see who fulfills which role in which box, write a list of things that need to be done and prioritize those lists. And that would that count as strategic? I mean, it sounds terribly impressive to me now I say it, but that's just me and I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm tactical generally speaking. Yeah, look, that's exactly how it works, Jason. We would suggest that you have a marketing strategist that supports you through the process um, and, you know, someone who's, who's used to building these strategies out on a daily basis. But, you know, essentially it is, it's, a, it's about getting into each of those boxes. What have you got? 
What haven't you got? What do you need to build? What skills have you got that you can utilize within the team? What do you need to bring in? It's really about identifying those gaps and coming up with a plan as to how you close them. So um, you're you're exactly right. If you if if you were to use the framework and uh, you know look at each of those boxes, work on um, maybe three at a time, which is what we suggest to customers uh, because that's manageable. um, You'd certainly see some benefits uh, within a matter of months. So if, if you're working on three at a time, are you saying you should be working on all three finds or all three uh, conversions, or are you saying pick three at random and work on them? It's a really good question, and it's different for every business. So, <laughs> so it yeah, it, it is. And that's the thing. You know, we, we've, we've developed this framework, but, of course, it, it has to be applied with expertise, and, mm. and business requirements vary, you know, greatly. So uh, we run an initial piece of work, a five-week gap analysis mm. um, that, that we call a, Ooh, a strategic gap analysis. assessment. That, that's, that's an SEO term. And in fact, a lot of SEOs who watch this will understand <laughs> that. And, and from, our, from my perspective, what I would understand is to look at all of this, having looked at the nine boxes, figured out what we have, what we don't have, see where the gaps are, and then prioritize according to which are the biggest gaps um, and you're saying also with my competition, so it would be a list mm-hmm. of what I need, what's missing, and what my competitors have got, and I need to close the gaps where they're ahead of me first. Totally. It's 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 absolutely that. So we, we come into your business, we run a series of workshops, we identify those gaps, and then we build a roadmap for you, a 12 to 18-month roadmap to get fit for purpose. Oh, right. Maybe okay. it won't yeah. take that long. It depend, depends on the needs of your business, but and we... we prioritize the boxes according to what's going to give you the most strategic impact. We mm-hmm. outline those jobs to be done and then you can get started um, with some support. And and you, you're absolutely right. Um, if trying to find an edge on your competitors, trying to find areas where you are unique and you can own the space and lead the market. Uh, sometimes we have to challenge customers on you know some assumptions that they've got or some of their business plans if we feel that they should be looking in another area. Um, we we do an assessment of that, and then we come back to you, and uh, then we, we we work with you to deliver that program and and get you where you're going. Right, absolutely. And another thing that strikes me is, uh, I mean, once again, an SEO analogy because that's where I'm coming from uh, fundamentally, is that what Google say about performing in search in Google is that let's say you've got nine pillars. Don't know if it's nine pillars or twelve pillars or fifteen, but let's say nine. They're saying if you have one spectacularly weak pillar, the whole thing will not function. Uh, and if I use a table analogy, if you've got a table with three very long legs and one very short leg, your table's going to fall over. Mm. Um, and the best way to approach that is to identify your weakest pillar or your shortest table leg and shore that up. And that would be a similar situation here. The trick would be to identify where the biggest holes are but do you start with the finding or the customer? It, it, it is different for every business. So we have to diagnose where the problems are and where the gaps right. are. Um, what we find, you know, with some businesses, of course, it is that there's, there's just not enough coming into the funnel. They're not attracting right. enough customers. They're not in enough channels or in enough effective channels with the right message. For other businesses, it's not about volume of leads. It's not about volume of business coming in. It's about how they're looked after in the process. Sometimes right. we find that there's huge leakage at, at key points in the conversion process that we need right. to tighten up ASAP. So it really just depends on what the business is going through. But if you look at the nine boxes, 
it is a 360 degree review of your whole marketing and sales function. So we're really able to pinpoint where those weak spots are and go, right, let's fix that as a matter of priority or that can wait till later. We're able to kind of put the puzzle pieces together and come up with the prescription, so to speak, that's right for that business. Right. I mean, my immediate reaction would be the first the first uh, holes to plug would be customer leakage, i.e. people you've already got on board who you're using, uh, losing. Sorry. So without even looking around my business, I'm now thinking the first thing I need to do is look at the clients I've got and look at how I'm not looking after them properly. Absolutely. The, one of the first things we do when we work with, with, with after we do that initial assessment and we come into the business, um, we do data analysis. Let's look at your existing customers because there's usually a lot of gold there. Um, where are customers falling out of the funnel? How can we tighten those processes up and make sure they're supported to get through to conversion? And then also how can we sell more to your existing customers? Um, mm. I've got I've got one one client um, that is uh, that they provide coffee machines to uh, to workplaces, and um, we, we're doing a piece of work at the moment around uh, they they supply these coffee machines to workplaces with a number of locations, right. but they're only supplying one machine. So that's a huge opportunity to be able to if they've got fifteen locations, they should have fifteen machines. So we're mm. working through that with them at the moment. Um, and you know, sounds really obvious, but yeah. um, some Sometimes those things can get missed. So that's why that 360-degree review is really important. Yeah. No, and sometimes, I mean, that that's a really great story because people come to me and they say, why aren't you doing this? And you go, oh, that's really obvious. Now you've just pointed it out to me. <laughs> and a lot of what I do is I love filling the top of the funnel because I love making content. Um, and so kind of my table is definitely lopsided towards creating content. This this CaliCube Tuesdays is one example. I love doing the interviews. I love talking to people. I love learning stuff. Um, and and potentially that's somewhere where I can say, well, maybe I should be pulling back from there. And as I said, focusing more on our current customers. So Team CaddyCube, that's the message for today. We know that we need to take better care of our existing customers, and then we can go through the nine box analysis uh, together next week uh, in our own amateur way and try to figure out exactly what Brooke meant. That was absolutely brilliant, Brooke. Thank you so much. Thank you very I, much for having me. I enjoyed it greatly. I love these episodes where I'm thinking, right, now I know what I need to do next week um, because this week's already full up. So thank you for coming along. We're going to pass the baton um, to, yep, there we go, Richard Nazarwayevich. I think he's going to kill me for the way I said that, um, terribly, terribly badly said. But he's going to be talking about technical and product SEO for news. He's a super guy, super knowledgeable. Uh, and if you've got any need for uh, information for SEO about Google News and Google Discover, this is the person you should be listening to. Richard is amazing. Could you please pass the baton, Brooke? I'm passing the baton over to Richard. I'm really excited for this one because we've got a new website about to launch. So I want to know all about his SEO tips. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for watching. A quick goodbye to and the show. Thank you, Brooke. Thanks, Jason. It's been a pleasure. Brilliant. Sleep well. Thanks so much.